Welcome to Lakes United We Stand podcast. It's the first half of Manchester United against Fulham. Brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Don opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. Fulham have played well so far and putting the ball wide, getting it crossed into dangerous areas against Manchester United, who will play Brighton in the semi-final if United can get through this one. Fulham fans, well, they've raised a, a banner saying Glazers in and they've just been singing Is This the Etihad? <laughs> I'm sat here with a man laughing at that. He's a Salford lad. He played how many games for the Republic of Ireland? Oh, I played 42 games for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, played in the uh, 94 World Cup and uh, obviously played for a few teams back in the day. Leeds United, Swansea, Everton, the crazy gang Wimbledon. Obviously, Manchester City, my boyhood team, uh, whoa, whoa, Chelsea whoa, and Everton. Whoa, whoa. So, you know, it's been great. Now I'm sat here with the great Andy Mitten and I'm watching, <laughs> the, you know, his team Manchester United today. So this is Terry Phelan. He lives in India at the moment. We're working together today on Indian television. When Roy Keane saw Terry today, they played together for nine years for the Republic of Ireland. He said, you've made my day seeing you. So I thought that was really lovely. Um, you played for Fulham and Mohamed Al-Fayed was the chairman then yeah he was he was the chairman did they not give you like discount at Harrods oh, or anything we, we got I think it was 75% we got a card so we you know we couldn't use it too much but anytime we wanted to use it we could gentlemen I remember him bringing Michael Jackson in and all uh, into the dressing room and stuff like that so wonderful man uh, we actually won the, uh, the championship with Fulham with John Tigana, believe it or not. Yeah, he was a great, he was a good manager. Yeah, he was a, a great manager, did simple things. Look, at here you go, this is why you're at Old Trafford now, that crowd gets going. But yeah, uh, John Tigana, he brought Louis Aaron, ex-Manchester United, Tottenham and Everton player. He scored as the goals and won the championship. Can hear United fans starting to get the voices up a little bit, that was a, a ball played in there. Valt Vegos played the ball to Bruno Fernandes who hit a diagonal cross towards um, Luke Shaw. And, yeah, it was just been put out for a corner, so United have got a corner right now. Um, how on earth does someone who's brought up in Salford... Whereabouts in Salford? Lower Broughton. Lower Broughton, yeah, right near the cliff. Broughton. Right near... Not far from the cliff, Andy, you know? Not too far from the cliff. I remember playing for Salford boys, playing Bro uh, Bolton boys at the cliff at the time. That's where I got spotted by uh, Manchester United. Uh, went in training. Manchester United? Yeah, I could have signed for Manchester United as a young boy, 12, 13 year of age. Uh, Man City, uh, Leeds. I ended up going to Leeds and uh, that's where it all started from, really. Why do you support City coming from a red well, Heartland like that? Well, the reason I supported Man City because the next door neighbour uh, gave me a blue shirt and it was a Man City shirt. And I was in the depths of uh, Salford with all red supporters around me. No wonder I could run fast up and down the field, Andy. But no, I, I, <laughs> I loved it. You know, I love football anyway. And, you know, obviously two massive clubs uh, in Manchester. We want trophies coming to Manchester. And, and that's, what we're, that's what we're buying for at this present time. At Manchester City, you know, the owners have come in, spent money, developed everything. Manchester United are looking to do the same thing. 
you wore a blue shirt round Salford as a kid. I did wear a blue shirt because I needed to be different. Like I was on the field, I was a little I'm bit different. I'm fascinated by this. I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant. You've got to be different in did life. Did you have and... any other blue mates in Salford? Were there any other blues there? No, there wasn't. It was just me. It was just me. And uh... did you ever go to um, to City? Because yeah, it's on the yeah. other side of town, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I used to go, but not an awful, not an awful lot. Did but you I go United. I, I, you know what? My friend was a ball boy at Manchester United, and he used to say, "Terry, do you want to come down and watch the reserves play?" And he used to go down and watch the reserves play because there was Mark Dempsey playing from at the time who coached for Manchester United. Uh, Still and, and, and it was absolutely uh, fantastic. You know, I just love football anyway. So, you know, my second team was Liverpool. Believe it or not, uh, come off it. You can't sit here at Old Trafford. <laughs> And tell me that you're a blue and your second team is Liverpool. I'm, I'm sorry to what say sort that. What reaction do you think you're going to get? Well, I think I'll get a great reaction, won't I? You're going to tell that, me you're going to tell want, me you're supporting I want, I want, I want a Roy Keane reaction. That's why I'm saying it now on this podcast. Um, you're going to tell me you're supporting Fulham here, aren't you? Because it's your former team. Uh, well, I've got a love for Fulham. Obviously, we won the championship with Fulham, like I said, under Tagana. But, you know, I think Manchester United have started off slow. I think Fulham have had... Uh, a lion's share of possession and created enough chances maybe maybe to be 1-0 up what was Roy Keane like to play with what was it like to be your captain how good was he he was you know when you, you, you listen to him on TV that's how he was he put his heart on his sleeve he wanted to win games like I said uh, to you earlier on Andy it was a job you know and like, like we just mentioned then, when I seen him he said You've just made my day. I know. This is that. this is this is beautiful to see you tell. Did you, know, you ever fall out with him? Did he ever give you a bollocking? I tell you what, he did give me a bollocking. We was playing against Wales. We was playing so against a shot on goal. Yeah, we was playing against Wales uh, down in down in Cardiff, uh, and obviously Gary, the late Gary Speed, obviously played at Everton with me, and he was playing for Wales, and a ball broke loose, and I went for the ball, and Gary went for the ball. And we both looked at each other and we both stopped. And we just had one of those little little footy tackles, handbag tackles, like. And Roy come over to me and went, what the hell are you doing? Go through him, tell, go through him. I says, no, I can't do that, Roy, because I don't want to injure him because we're playing Man United on a Saturday. Ah, you, you're scandalous. Go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Nobody in the box, there's, there's no... only Rashford in the box there. So what are you making of Manchester United here? The lack of movement in the box, lack of lack of, of target men in the box. I think it's just the decision making in there. Little runs, near post, back post, middle. You know, Rashford gets on to that, nearly gets on. There's only him in the box. There's other Manchester United players stood outside the box, ball watching, get in the box, get bodies in the box. What are you scared of? You're playing at home. What about David De Gea? Well, I think we've had a lot of uh you know, chats about David Gea, great goalkeeper, great uh, shot stopper. You know, he's playing in goal every week for Manchester United. The only problem what I think the supporters are anxious about is when the ball goes back to him and it's at his feet. His decision-making is not the greatest. I think he tries to clip balls in, Andy, and it's really not getting there. And that's when the panic starts. So, quality goalkeeper, you can't say he isn't. But I think the way Manchester United want to play out the back and they go back through him, if he gets put under pressure, then his decision-making's got to be a little bit uh, better. I'm not a goalkeeping coach, but what I've seen over the last few games at, uh, with Manchester United, I feel he is under a little bit of pressure. Well, you were a full-back. What do you make of Aaron Wambasaka and, and Luke Shaw? Well, I think uh, Wambasaka's got better as he's got more confident when, when he first came to Manchester United. 
he struggled a little bit, didn't he? You know, I think he's added a little bit to his game going forward. I think in 1v1 one, one one duels, he's a lot better. Uh, in the individual 1v1s, he's a lot better. Luke Shaw, England international, he'll give you his all. Don't forget, Luke Shaw had a very, very bad injury, uh, which kept him out of football for an awful long time. But to see him out there, you know, running up and down, he's a servant to uh, Manchester United. A great, great player, great left back. And we're just coming up to half time now. We're going to get you a pie. Do you, oh, beautiful. Do you I, miss pies? Oh, I Live, love it. Do you get I, pies in India? Uh, you don't really know, but you know what? I love a good old pie. What's CM food like? You, you live in, in Bangalore. I, I went out there to see Ash Westwood, who we, we both do work with. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I wanted to go for an Indian. Well, and, I, and he laughed at me, and then you know, you, you, know, yeah. I, you know, you know, Ash is like, don't you? He'll tell you how it is. He tells you real life. Again, an ex-Manchester United player would yeah. when he's younger. Ash Westwood, the food is lovely. You can get anything you want, Andy. You can but get. If you, went to, if you asked for a Madras in India, what did you la- did laugh at you? What if you asked for a Rogan Josh? Did, did laugh, laugh at, at you? you? What if you asked for a chicken? A ch- nice, a nice, nice biryani, chicken biryani, fish biryani, uh, a nice, uh, you know. Uh, uh, going, a going fish curry, absolutely beautiful. The Carol of food, apple and stew. You know, you can get loads of different uh, dishes, spicy and not so spicy. But you know. can get a proper a vindaloo. Does that exist there? Or you can really? get a vindaloo, but I don't think they look at it as a, vi- a vindaloo. That's more north. Because uh, right, it's a massive India. country. It's a billion people in it. So there isn't such a thing as. Do you have English? One, it's one point five billion people there, wow. Andrew. So wow, wow, uh, you know, wow. let, let's just think about that. Think about them numbers and them cities and all. We have English restaurants, we have Spanish restaurants, we have Italian go, restaurants. Do Indian people go for an English? They do. You, really? you see them on a, going into the hotels on a, on a Sunday and they'll have brunch and they'll have, you know, they'll have the chicken, they'll have the potatoes, they'll have the uh, roast potatoes and they'll have the Yorkshire puddings. They love it, yeah, and why you not? Get, you can get a Yorkshire pudding in India. You can get a lovely Yorkshire pudding in the hotels, yeah, beautiful. Tell you what, I love it. Because so don't forget, I played for Leeds, so that's where the Yorkshire puddings probably come from. When were you at Leeds? What year? I was at Leeds as a young boy. I can't remember that far back, to tell you the truth, Andrew. But I signed for a moment uh, as a 12, 13-year-old. I had a four-year deal signing for uh, Manchester City. Uh, deals on the table. To, and I, I, you know what? I thought to myself, Manchester City was signing a lot of players then, Andy. You know, Mil- uh, I think it was Steve Daly a Miller, million pounds. Trevor Francis a million pounds. And you look at it and I'm thinking... As a young boy, am I really going to get a chance? You know, so I've got the opportunity to go to Leeds. Uh, Leeds was coming of age, the players, and, you know, they said, look, we've got some good kids in it. You will play in the first team at one, you know, at one stage. You won the FA Cup with Wimbledon, yeah. famously against Liverpool in 1988. Yeah. Uh, Terry... I was gutted. Terry... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you thrown out of Old Trafford if you carry on like this. Yeah. We had Terry Gibson, on a, a guest on this podcast mm. once, and he was telling us about the tricks that Wimbledon lads used to do. He said he once came back from the training ground into the dressing room, and his clothes were on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Little Gibbo come. I, I had a good story about Little Gibbo. A ball went astray into... And he wasn't the biggest. And a ball went astray in, in, in the, the long grass, and he just disappeared. <laughs> and all the, all the lads are like, where's Gibbo? And we couldn't find him for five minutes. And he, 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 I think he broke his ankle or sprained his ankle. And he was lying in the grass and nobody could see him. And he was screaming for about five or ten minutes. Like, you know, oh yeah, some great stories what he's telling what, you there. What else, what else happened there? Never leave, you, never leave your key yeah. on the dining table. Because if it, if it went missing, you could find your room in a lift going down to the reception. 
and the player who's sent it down and the player who's receiving it would be waiting down there. All just all lots of stories. You never so, know. So, what, you never know what you find in your bedroom, and also you've got to be very careful. So just, Lions, tigers, you never know. They just plant things in your bedroom. Oh, they plant or, things or in. Or take stuff out your bedroom, put it in the lift. Put it in the lift. So I'm, you get in the lift, and you, the contents well, of your. You get, you get, you get. What, what you get is uh, reception once you're downstairs. Yeah. And as you're going downstairs, as, as you're going downstairs, Andrew. Uh, McTominay there, great forward uh, momentum there. McTominay has a little strike. But you go down the stairs, reception, and the doors had opened and all the bed, bedding, curtains, you name it, was in the lift. It was, the be- <laughs> I think the best thing at Wimbledon was the food fights we used to have in the dining room. So before a match, someone just throw food at you? Well, yeah, and, and on Friday night, somebody would just throw a roll at you with a big blob of uh, butter on it, and then that would be it, it'd all be off. I mean, I, I was never an instigator. I was a quiet, quiet lad. I think it took me six months to settle in because I just didn't know what was going on half of the time. So you'd just be having your dinner and, and something would just be lobbed at your head? A big, a, a big, a big roll with a big, slide, a big slab of butter would be on it, and it'd hit you in the side of the head, and then that would be it. Be all, you'd be all off. Let's go and get a pie. Am I all right to leave this? Yeah, it's fine. Here? So United have been dreadful, yeah. and then one moment, one shot by Jaden Sancho was hit Williams' hand, penalty. Mitrovic lost his temper. Marco Silva lost his temper. They both got sent off. Where's William? Williams Has he been sent off. Yeah, he's on his way down on his the way. tunnel now. So he's... one moment, well, it's by margins, isn't it? You know, Fulham actually do boss in the game. You know, 70 minutes in, there's no problems. A counter attack on. Playing well. Playing well. Sancho gets on it. He skips one, skips two. Going to go. William comes across. There's nothing else he can do, Andy. He has to get something on it and it's hit his hand. And now it's in the hands of Manchester United. How the game swings within one moment is unbelievable. Manager's been sent off. Uh, Mitrovic sent off. William sent off. Now he's going to have a big ass for Fulham to get something out of this game. Wow, I might as well keep recording here because things are happening. You know you can't, you know you can't touch the uh, the referee. You can't lay your hands on the referee. It was a poor decision by Mitrovic to do that anyway. Yeah. With William being sent off, so Old Trafford comes alive, singing you and I. I bet you're not going to sing this, are you? Well, it's, it's about I mean, City. Listen, it's it's about it's, City. It's, listen, when you're a football fan. Yeah. You know, you love football. Right. This, Bruno is why, steps up. this is why we love football. Is he going to score? He should do. You'd expect him to do, but again, it's fine margins. I think he score. Yes or no? Yes, definitely yes. Yeah! <laughs> wow. I mean. Just... It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The fine margins and the moments in the game, Andy. It's changed the fortunes of Manchester United. So United have been dreadful, yeah. and then one moment, one shot by Jaden Sancho was hit Williams' hand, penalty. Mitrovic lost his temper. Marco Silva lost his temper. They both got sent off. Where's William? William Has he been sent off? Yeah, he's on his way down on his the way. tunnel now. So he's... one moment. Well, it's fine margins, isn't it? You know, Fulham actually do boss in the game. You know, 70 minutes in. There's no problems. 
a counter attack on. Playing well. Playing well. Sancho gets on it. He skips one, skips two. Going to goal. William comes across. There's nothing else he can do, Andy. He has to get something on it and it's hit his hand. And now it's in the hands of Manchester United. How the game swings within one moment is unbelievable. Manager's been sent off. Uh, Mitrovic sent off. William sent off. Now he's going to have a big ask for Fulham to get something out of this game. Wow, I might as well keep recording here because things are happening. You know you can't, you know you can't touch the uh, the referee. You can't lay your hands on the referee. It was a poor decision by Mitrovic to do that anyway. Yeah. With William being sent off, so Old Trafford comes alive, singing "You and I." I bet you're not going to sing this, are you? Well, it's, it's about I mean, City. Listen, it's about it's, City. It's, it's, listen, when you're a football fan. Yeah. You know, you love football. Right. This, Bruno is why, steps up. this is why we love football. Is he going to score? He should do. You'd expect him to do, but again, it's fine margins. I think he's score. Yes or no? Yes, definitely yes. <laughs> wow. I mean, Fulham have just. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The fine margins and the moments in the game, Andy. It's changed the fortunes of Manchester United. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Lots of people who listen to this podcast have used LinkedIn Jobs and seem very happy with it. Very, very simple. You set up the job ad. Then you add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. You can finish the year strong by hiring that right team member. It might just help you do that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs as number one in delivering quality hires against the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash united. That's linkedin.com forward slash united to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's post-match after Manchester United are into the semi-final of the FA Cup. With me, I've got Anthony Bloom, Stuart Edwards and James Young. Um, Lads... A great feeling, to be honest, but not a great performance. Got away with it, mate. At the end of the day, I think uh, unless their heads fell off and we got away with it at the end of the day. It was, they just looked tired at the minute. Um, it's good to go to Wembley again, but I think after that game, it's it's just relentless running now and uh, they're just going to have to be up for it. And there's a few players in that team that there's a reason why he doesn't change it a lot and it proved it again today really so yeah I think it's almost like we were playing with nine men let alone Fulham for most of that game just a, a gaping hole in midfield I don't have to say obviously why really for our listeners I'm sure they're educated enough to know what I'm thinking but um, yeah disappointing lots of people 
almost hiding in some respects. You know, they're given an opportunity today, you know, to stake a claim, not not just for you know next few games because Casemiro's missing necessarily, but to stake a, a claim to be here next season almost. And people aren't, you know, people aren't taking or grasping that opportunity. We'll come to that shortly because we had a conversation in the cow on the way down about that as well. James? No, obviously, it was not, it's not a vintage performance, but this is knockout football at the end of the day. And if we win the FA Cup this season, no one's going to remember, oh, do you remember when we went 1-0 down to Fulham and, and beat, you know. But you won't, you, <laughs> will you though? Seriously? No. You're just going to remember winning the trophy, aren't you? And to be honest, I know... You know, everyone likes to enjoy watching attractive football, but when it comes to this sort of thing, I, I just don't really care. As long as United win, and that's that's it. They did that today. Yeah. It was more complicated than it should have been. It was the same against West Ham when they, they left it late to get the winner. But you know, it's, it's that's how it is. That's the FA Cup, and I think now the draw's been very kind to United with, with Brighton in the next round. I mean, we could have you know three trophies this season. There's a genuine possibility of that now, and uh, no one would ever thought of that before. How are you going to get into Wembley for the summer? I'll have a ticket, like 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 I like I did for the other final. <laughs> just just before we start, come on to the game. How was your ginger skin in Seville? Oh, as soon as I got there, I was like, shit, it's fucking hot because it was obviously it's like you know cold today. Seventeen degrees. Um, thirty. It was thirty degrees, and I had to buy sun cream straight away. I walked into a pharmacy. I was like, shit. Well, I can already feel my sun burning. I was like, straight away. Yeah. jelly doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, people walking down the street. I mean, saying "Moy Blanco, Moy Blanco." I'm like, "Yeah, I know I am." So on to today, anyway. Bloomy, um, like we we did have a chat in the car on the way down, actually, about particularly around players like Sancho, yeah. Scott McTominay. You know, staking a claim today because you know these are the games where the team's a bit jaded. They need to come in and show that we're not yeah. severely weakened by. You know, how do you think they went on with that assessment? It's, it's just becoming a bit of an issue now, especially with Sancho. Um, I want to, I've I've been one of these that wants to defend him because it, I do see a bit of quality in there with him, but I don't see what he did at Dortmund. Um, you know, he made he was on the right predominantly when he was there. He did made a lot of runs. He he doesn't. He's, seems to me he doesn't like want to run or anything like that at all he's very tidy close quarters with his feet and that but I've just not seen enough of him it's a bit of an odd one because you know when I watch him I feel like he's that languid it's like a like a pre-season friendly type vibe you know he's not much conviction to anything he does if it be running you know passing shooting you know, there's not there's not much. I'd, I'd love to just see him like clatter someone once. As I said know, last week, like that, you know. it looks to me like he's just yeah. playing with his mates in the park or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. He's just chilling out and he's just having a little kick about. And I'd need to see more of it. There's little thing, like I said, you see little moments that you think, oh, this is you know, it's good quality this, but he just doesn't have it enough for me, and that's it's going to be a problem going forward. I think. Yeah, I, I, I certainly get your comments, both of you, um, but I think just. Going back to where he's come from, maybe in terms of you know what, what was happening in the last six months or so uh, in his personal life or in his head or whatever it may be, I just think for me I'm going to give him a free pass for the next couple of months. Uh, and but he's got he's got to come back stronger, you know, mentally and physically next season. He's got to, he's got to do something next year. Uh, he's got to he's got to you know put in a lot of eight eight, eight out of ten performances and you know just like you said get stuck in more. And so next next season's a big season for him. Yeah. 
James, is Stuart being kind or fair? I don't know. I mean, I was rooting for him when he had that chance before the penalty, but it's like you've got to score. There was like a one-on-one. When you've taken it past the keeper and you still can't score. He took two touches, didn't he? I know. I was just going to say And that, that was the other thing as well. Um, Fulham had a big chance and it was him that gave the ball away. And he was just like, just sauntering back. And he should have, you know, when you give the ball away like that, you've got to chase after it and look like you're making an effort at least. But he was just stood on the halfway line with his hands on his hips. And that's what annoys me about him. He's obviously got quality as a footballer because he was great at Dortmund and we've seen glimpses of him. But it's not been consistent enough. And when he's had the opportunities like today, it's just like parts of the game, especially in the first half, he was just non-existent. He was just like, he wasn't there at all. So he was part of the um, turnaround, um, particularly the first goal. Um, Scott McTominay wasn't because he was substituted. Um, what, what's your thoughts there? What, on McTominay? Well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he obviously, you know, he's, he, in the sense that he's, his head is screwed on, in the sense that you can see he's trying hard, but that's not, gonna, that's not good enough at the end of the day. He's, he's obviously one of those players that I think should be an impact sub for United, and he's obviously got a role to play in that midfield. You know, he can put in a few good tackles in, he can do an okay job, but he's, he shouldn't be starting in games like this, especially. And I think it's a problem with United's squad depth when they rotate and McTominay starts, because Casemiro's just miles better. And I don't think United have realised that since signing someone who's just a much better uh, footballer in general, that's just at that elite level, it's just a, a bit above McTominay. They've realised what they've missed so much. And, yeah. you know, it, it was like a throwback to last season when McTominay and Fred, as we've discussed thousands of times, are just too similar. It just we've, doesn't work. We've said it a few times on it. I've, I've, I lose count how many times I've said it. He's not a defensive midfielder for a start. So that doesn't work straight from the off but you play a centre half for Scotland it just messes him up yeah. I, d- I don't know even he's probably thinking half the time what yeah. am I doing you know, where am I supposed to be he's, you know, a, he's a classic example of where, where we've been for the last five or six years and you could probably you, know, you could very easily argue beyond that going back to you know Paul Scholes maybe you know in terms of the club he, he's, he's not a Manchester United player that sounds really harsh um, would I keep him as a squad player? Yes, maybe if he was happy to play fifteen to twenty games. Um, but I, I, I just think that there's there's a bit of a crossroads now with McTominay because you know I don't, I, I, last thing I want to do is pile on. But I mean I think there's been several games at Old Trafford this year where you know it's the type of game where you need your squad. Yeah. You know I'm thinking Charlton. I'm thinking there was a Europa League game. I think it was the um, against Sheriff here at home. Yeah. And I can just see how much of a step down it is. I feel like it's absolutely huge, you know. It's not improving like he, though, is he? No, That's the other thing. Like no. yeah. you could see it right, the City game as an example, yeah. obviously before COVID when he scored that goal, you think, right, there could be a player here if United manage him well and if he you know has that potential. But it just seems like he stayed that that, that level of sort of like academy player that has Never a bit improved, of potential, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ten Tenhouse coming and got ten, fifteen percent out of a few players yeah. in his short time, but he's definitely not been one of them, has he? No, no, definitely. It's a shame really, boys. Okay, so on to the um, probably the, the deciding moment of the game. Really, um, I don't think there's many other talking points other than this. Actually, um, I, I, I'm really fed up of VAR now. To be honest, um, like most football fans, I will say, but I'm just absolutely furious that that's not been given on pitch because uh, you know I'm 80, 90 yards away. I'm starting to think now that United have to have everything go through VAR to get a penalty. It's clear as day uh, yeah. from the off. Straight away, it's clear as day. But we've been screwed over with these. I mean, you look at it in other games with these certain type of tackles that are being made on yeah. these pl- on the players now, and <laughs> there's not been a yet red card for any other incident that's happened. We saw three last week, yeah. and straight away on ours when he's literally rolled over the ball, he's got a red. 
and it's just not working out for us at all at the minute with that. And I'm, I'm absolutely sick of it. It's, it's genuinely as bad as I've seen it, not just over in this league, across Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. It was William, wasn't it? William. Yeah, so it, I, it was at my end, so it was only like 40 yards away from me, but he had his back to me, so I had no mm. idea whether it was handball, chest, knob or whatever. So in, until obviously the commotion goes on, but I still don't get, and someone will tell me the reason why I'm sure, I still don't get why if the ref's missed it and the linesman's missed it and whatever in the ground, why aren't VAR? Why, why can't VAR just say to the referee in his ear, it's handball, yeah. it's a red card, it's a penalty? Why all the commotion? Yeah, it's just me it's mental. Just being the and also. before that even happened, uh, Diop went to scuff up the penalty spot. I don't know if everyone saw that. There was a big kick off. Anthony saw him do it. Yeah. Went, went and stood on it, and then it all kicked off. And that was before the ref had even come back and give the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing, especially. I mean, so I was in TRA, sort of the sort of next part to where, where Stu sat, and like, I, I thought it was a clear penalty straight away. And I knew it was. And I think that's the problem with VAR, especially things like that. Before, I think referees were better because they weren't as reliant on it, but now they're just reluctant to give decisions. And I thought the whole commotion af afterwards was very funny to watch with coaches running on the pitch and then getting sent off. And yeah. as soon as they went down to nine men, it was like, well, that's it then, isn't it? My it you know. Yeah, my theory on it is, though, is like that, that one in the home game against Crystal Palace, that happened to be at the, set, the opposite end of where I was sitting that day. I knew that was on ball. Mm. I knew that was going to be a penalty. Mm. Same one today. You know, you think about the um, Scott McTominay one at Palace. You know, you think about that one. Um, all my theory is is that all three of those are given. You know, pre VAR, the referee gives them on field, yeah. and I think that's a big worry for United because, you know, if it's got to go through that threshold, it means it's got to be so clear and obvious that, you know, they, they can't actually you know deny it. And it, I don't want know. to start conspiracies, yeah, but yeah, yeah. since that City game, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not gone yeah. our way. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. No, really, I was I was fuming about that to be honest. Because before, like it worked itself out in the course of the season. If you got a decision that was against you, that the sort of luck would sort of figure itself out. But now, everything just has to be like extremely black and white. And I think I don't know. There's just no confidence with the referees. And, and overall, that's my mm. issue with it because you know 90% of decisions now, which are black and white, a decision is either mm. a penalty or it's not. Referees can justify about 90% of them both ways, and that to me is mm. where's going to where's the um, you know the where's the motive motivation to improve when everything's just been said. Oh, so, you were right to yeah. make that decision. So yeah. obviously not I'm not having seen it yet. Back are we all are you three in oh. agreement? It was an 100% penalty. Oh, God, I could, yeah. Honestly, yeah. mate, I could yeah. see oh, it. No, that's fair yeah. enough. So, yeah. so in yeah. which case yeah. then, why is why is Mitrovic gone lost his head? Why is he gone and well, we need to come on to that, yeah, because it, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, we want to see passion and things like that, but I think you know that that's absolutely disgraceful. He's the referee, yeah, yeah. He's no, going to get, he's, he's going to get ten games for that. It's, it's but in terms of assault, you know, he pushed him slightly, but then he he barged into him. Yeah, and yeah, he's chest, aggressive. Yeah, you know. Sorry. And I, I, I'm a you know a big advocate of going in hard on that because. It is. It, that can't carry on. Despite, well, again, we, 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 we always hear. What did you make of then at Anfield compared to that? Did, I, did Fernandez push the linesman or something? Yeah, it was a linesman. He was a bit, yeah, yeah pump yeah. chest and whatever maybe, but he didn't actually assault him like he did today. Yeah. It can't, I mean, or we, even so, you're, you're, putting, you're putting your hands on an official there, either way, in both situations. And it's the thing is, it's not a good look long term, that, because if nothing's been, no action's been taken there, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slippery yeah. slope. Like, I think as well, if something's been through VAR, yeah. you know, it is like clear as day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Obvious. That's, that's so. why I don't get. That's why I was asking you three. 
Why? What, what did he say? Yeah. Why yeah. was he thinking? The worst part about that yeah. was like three of their coaches were on the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the other mad thing. Like, I think they were trying to yeah. get him off though. To be well, fair, well, we, so, yeah. we all yeah. thought Bournemouth. He was got manager was got sent off, off first, but he was actually the manager. The manager got yeah, sent yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, could have been four or five of them yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, but it again, a... it brings us back mm. to like you know referees and again the comparison with rugby. It's just worlds apart, isn't it? Yeah, worlds apart. Well, I hate rugby, but. <laughs> but, I do, but, but I don't I don't think that was necessary today especially because it was so clear and obvious yeah. you know absolutely you know you mo- you'd be more embarrassed that you've been moaning about a decision that's so clearly obvious you know his team they were yeah, still yeah, in, they yeah. were still in it yeah they were yeah and he was he was key to that yeah definitely okay um we'll wrap up soon anyway um go around the new man of the matches blue man don't know to be honest I don't think everyone no one really stood out for me um I'd say Fernandez, just to you know, he took control a bit more once he went down. Uh, line, yeah. I'm touching straws. Gave the ball away a lot, so, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he's the only one who wants to pass the ball forward. Yeah. But I'm going to give it. I, I, you know what? I liked Anthony when he came on. He, mm. Again, getting stuck in like we were just talking about Sancho not doing. He got, you know, he, we know he's a snidey little get, and he yeah. came on. And he, he got that fullback booked, didn't he? And he, he did okay in his 20 minutes, whatever uh, it was. But permission, permission to change, Anthony. Yeah. 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 I'm not going. No, I'm not going for Anthony. I'm going to give it a bit sir, for his goal. To be fair, great finish, first goal. It was a class, class goal as well. To be fair. I think that's the first time I've properly seen that element of class for him because we've always, we've always known he's a good player but compared to Weghorst who has to try a lot more to try and prove himself so Bitsa just has that sort of Juan Massa feel about him and the goal that he scored was, was quality as well it was I'll great. have to re-watch that because I, I, for some reason I thought it was an own goal in the ground I couldn't see probably what back healed it well to be honest I think you're all wrong and I think it's um, Lissandro Martinez again um, I think he's having a, obviously a great season but, that. did you see yeah. that the, the slide cycle did at the end unnecessarily for no reason yeah. just fucking went in like. ball, yeah. when you yeah. say at the end what minute about 92nd or 93rd what are you still doing that? in the ground yeah you bloody hell yeah. Time, that's why. Yeah, you've um, yeah. stitched yourself up there, pal. You went in at ten past four. <laughs> yeah, you properly stitched yourself up there, mate. Clap the team off, did you? No, but there were people waiting, right? I left the ground on like 92 minutes. There's already people waiting by the coach. Who does that? Just who, it, who is well, waiting for autographs? Thanks for listening to no, that. No, no. It's just I'll such a weird thing to do. No, I think it's interesting. He comes back with the most fanzines and he stayed in the ground <laughs> to clap the team off. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks everyone for listening and thanks to everyone that bought the mag today. Um, lots of games coming up, but you won't find me complaining because it means Manchester United are competing where we want them to compete once again. Um, cheers to everyone. Good night.